When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, this is Dan Lobby, and I'm joined by Mary Kay Cabot. Mary Kay, how are you? I'm a little exhausted after a very, very crazy day today. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, you thought your most stressful thing today would maybe be traveling uh, to this game as that trip to Newark, as we've talked about before, is always uh, something always comes up with that trip. But uh, as it turns out, uh, this is a very um, complicated day for the Cleveland Browns, I guess is the way we'll put it. So that's why we're doing this emergency podcast here, recording this on Saturday night. Uh, not too long after all this news broke. So I guess Mary Kay, obviously there's the BJ Goodson part of it. He tested positive for COVID-19. But the real issue started after that, after all the contact tracing came up. So kind of get us caught up as to where we are now at about 8.20 PM on Saturday. Yeah, I thought that uh, the biggest thing I was going to have to worry about, Dan, was uh, whether or not Jed Wills was going to be activated today because he was a a close contact this week. And that was, you know, that was something that the Browns were a little bit concerned about. But lo and behold, uh, they had a almost a worst case scenario with these uh, close contacts of B.J. Goodson's. You've got Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Kaderil Hodge and Jacob Phillips, all as high risk close contacts of BJ Goodson's. It means all six guys are sitting out this game against the Jets tomorrow or or today, if you're listening to this on Sunday. Uh, And uh, BJ Goodson, because he tested positive, is also going to have to sit out the Steelers game next week. So, you know, look, this is, you know, I'm sure there's worse scenarios, right? If if like Baker Mayfield or something were to pop up, but this is about as as worst case scenario as you can get for this team without, you know, if if we're going to take like Baker out of the equation, maybe the running backs or something like that, but to lose these four guys, especially these receivers, it just, I mean, look, Kevin Stefanski is going to be spending the night tonight, him and Alex Van Pelt and that offensive staff, they're really going to have to kind of change their plan of attack here, not just what they have to try and do against the Jets, but they're really going to have to try and simplify things. Yeah, they really do. Because as we know, and we've been writing about and talking about and asking about Jarvis does so many things for this offense. And in addition to all the pre-snap motion that he does, uh, he's really come on strong. He's got 29 catches and three touchdowns in his last four games. He's been a, a big part of Baker Mayfield's resurgence in these last four games. 
He also throws the ball. So he is just, you know, a enormous part of this offense. He's been playing so well. Uh, so they're going to have to uh, redraw that a little bit, a lot. Uh, then, of course, you've got the other starting receiver right now, Richard Higgins. You've got Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's really done a nice job. I mean, they're, they're all out. Uh, the only thing that I, that I will say about this passing game or about this offense is that they were always so multiple. And they have, you know, you, you really have been kind of harping on the fact that they had to rely on their running game during those bad weather games. You, you know, that's been something that, you know, you've kind of really, really been bringing up even over the last week or so. And they did have to do that. They did have to uh, figure out how to win football games with all the other things that they have. Fortunately for them, this offense is so multiple and this Jets defense is so bad that I think that they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be fine. I think they're still going to win the game. They might not win it by the 34 points. I brought my point total down a little bit. I thought it was going to be 34 points. I'm bringing it down to like 24, but I still wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to, to 30. I mean, they still are a really good offense and you've got, I mean, even let's just take Derek Willies for a second. I still have to do some notes and things like that, but I mean, Derek Willies has some chemistry with Baker Mayfield. I mean, they've practiced together in uh in 2018 and looked really good together a lot during during that camp they played together at texas tech they already have a natural chemistry and there's something about baker when he has that natural chemistry with a guy like he does with richard higgins it's sort of like muscle memory for him he's not going to forget it i could see him hitting some big plays to speedy Derek willies i'm not that overly worried about the passing game believe it or not well, I'm glad you brought up Willie's because I included that. Um, I sent something out to our text subscribers about kind of what the skill position looks like right now. And I mentioned that Willie's and Mayfield do have, they've played some real games together and they did also have, you know, a training camp together and they practiced together. Willie's has been around, so at least they know each other. But the other guy is Marvin Hall. You know, this is a guy they claimed on December 7th, I think is, I, I was just looking it up, so I should remember it, but I think it was December 7th. It was, yeah. Uh, he ran a 4.2840 at his pro day, and he averages 21 yards a catch during his career. So, you know, obviously Baker doesn't have that built-in chemistry with Hall that he does Willie's, but at least you have a speedy guy that can maybe get downfield and make plays. Because, look, if I'm the Jets, the first thing I'm doing tomorrow, and this is actually a pretty good Jets run defense. Now, of course, that's with Quinn and Williams, who is out for the season now. They won't have him tomorrow. Uh, but this is actually a surprisingly – okay Jets run defense um so if I'm the Jets I'm gonna kind of move everybody up nice and close to that line and say all right all right Nick go ahead see what see what you can do so I think having a guy like Willie's who's fast and can get downfield and having a guy like Marvin Hall who is both of those things as well but has also done it at the NFL level and has a hundred yard game this season I think having the presence of those two guys at least could loosen things up a little bit uh, for this run game to get moving yeah, yes. And there's something about Baker Mayfield that I've always believed about him. He feels if you are on the football field with him, that you deserve to be there and he's going to throw you the football. It doesn't matter if Donovan Peoples-Jones was a rookie and never caught a touchdown pass in Cincinnati. He was going to throw that football to him. Uh, and, and I think that he's going to do that. Now, as you mentioned, he's got natural chemistry with Derek. We know he's going to throw him the ball. Uh, Marvin Hall, if he's on the football team and he's on that field tomorrow, 
Baker's going to throw him the ball. He's going to give him a chance. And not only that, this is a pretty bad Jets secondary they're going up against. Yeah. They've got third string guys here and there. I mean, they, they just do. So I just don't think that this is anything to hit the panic button over because in addition to all of those things that we're saying, they still have Austin Hooper, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I mean, it is a loaded, loaded offense. And they still have their in their offensive line mostly intact, except for now they've got Nick Harris instead of Wyatt Teller. So you're still going to be protected extremely well. The Jets don't have Quinn and Williams. You know, I mean, it seems like every week the Browns get a little break in the opponent's best defensive player missing the game. Now, it's not every week, but many weeks they find out that they don't have to worry about the best guy on the opposing team. Well, of course, you know, this week, <laughs> this week, the Browns are returning the favor in a big way yes. um, with the guys they won't have out. And, and, you know, to the Browns credit too, they, they didn't have miles for a few games. So, right. and, they, and they still don't have early season miles uh, back yet. Right. Right. But you're right. I mean, this jets a few people on staff, including you and me. Um, I think Doug and I think Terry changed our scores. Nobody changed their pick. Everybody's still picking the Browns. Um, you know, some folks, I, I think when we did our picks pod, the line was like nine and a half. Some folks who maybe put, put real money on that might be regretting it now. I don't know, but I, I could see a scenario much like the Giants game where the Browns just come out and grind this thing out and are real efficient and just, they do win a game 20 to six again, something like that. I, I mean, I could certainly see, see them doing that. Um, Kareem Hunt is kind of the guy that I'm watching tomorrow mm-hmm. because this is one very on brand for me, but two, I do think he's pretty important to what this team is going to try and do because, you know, Nick Chubb is obviously going to carry the load running the ball, but you can use Kareem in the slot. You can use him. You can put him in the backfield with Nick. You can put him out wide. Um, This might kind of be the game where we see Kareem Hunt wide receiver. Yeah, I I could definitely see that. They they will rely on him a lot uh, in the ways that we've seen before. And, you know, again, maybe a little bit more splitting him out wide or putting him in the slot or doing some of those kinds of things. Uh, so, yeah, I could see him uh, doing some some really good things in this game. The other thing that I think it's important to remember about this coaching staff and this football team, they knew that they were going to have to do COVID better than almost anyone else in the NFL if they wanted to make it to the finish line and get into the playoffs and do all of those kinds of things. And as we know, they can clinch a playoff spot with a victory over the jets and some of their AFC rivals losing, but they decided early on that they were just going to like rotate guys in practice and get everybody ready to play. Now it's a little harder to get a guy ready to play when he's not here. Uh, You know, and he just showed up on the doorstep on December 7th, or he just got signed to the practice squad, but still, those guys have been here for the last couple of weeks, Derek Willies and, and Marvin Hall and Jamarcus has been here. So those guys have been getting reps. They knew, they knew all along uh, that they had to do this and they have a really good coaching staff. Chad O'Shea knows how to get these guys ready to play. And I'm sure he's done that. I think they're going to be surprisingly, surprisingly okay against this Jets defense. And as you said, some of us changed our score. Did some of the guys keep the score the same? Um, I think Scott 
I think Scott kept his score the same. He was actually thinking about changing it, but I think he decided to keep the score the same. And, and I think Ellis might have too. Yeah, I didn't really have a whole lot of time to think about it because like, right, right. You know, we were kind of up against it and I was trying to write stories and we were trying to figure everything out and it all happened very quickly. So I didn't have time to think about all this. Um, so, you know, I might not have gone all the way down to 24. I might've kept it at, I probably would have gone 28 if I had a little bit more time to think about it. Um, because I, I still think that they're just going to find other ways to attack. It's such a multiple offense. It's such an explosive offense. And as Alex Van Pelt noted on Thursday, they're kind of hitting their stride at the right time. They're getting, you know, it's all coming together at the right time. I don't think this is going to completely rattle Baker Mayfield like it would maybe, you know, another, another quarterback to look out there and not see any, any of your regular guys. I, I just, I think that they have embraced the suck and, and this sucks and, but I think they're going to be okay. Well, and look, the other, the other part of this too, is the timing of it, right? BJ Goodson has to miss the Steelers game, but all of these guys, as long as they keep putting out those, those negative tests, they're going to be back for that game. You're, this is hitting you when you're going to New Jersey to play the Jets, not when you had to play the Giants last week or a better team than the Jets, not when you got to play the Steelers next week. This is hitting you right now against a really awful Jets football team. Mm-hmm. So there's some wiggle room there. And this team took care of business earlier in the season. They've, they've been taking care of business over and over again. We've talked about that on this podcast, how they haven't lost. You can't really point to many games that, oh, man, they should have won that one, and they lost it. So they've given themselves a little bit of wiggle room there. Obviously, you know, if they stumble tomorrow or today, whenever you're listening to this against the Jets, I I still think it would be a disappointment even with the circumstances, but they're still alive. They still have a chance. So, you know, that that's really kind of a credit to this team. And again, the timing of this is really good because you don't want this happening going into that Pittsburgh game, especially if there's still things on the line in that game. Yeah. Now the thing to remember, of course, we are assuming, and you just brought this up, you know, we're assuming that none of these guys right. are going to test positive. We don't know that. When you, when, I think the chances are probably pretty good that they're not going to, um, but, but you never really know. Sometimes you get a little surprise. Like Miles Garrett went home ill for a couple of days and he was negative. And then on the third day, he was positive. And that was a surprise to the organization. Around the NFL, 25 guys who have been identified as high-risk contacts have turned into positives. Okay, that's not that many, I don't think. No. When you consider all the, you know, all the guys in that situation, I don't know how many high-risk contacts there have been. Uh, so from a percentage standpoint, I don't know the answer to that right now. But 25 doesn't seem like a, a big number to me. So I think they're going to be okay because that's what you don't want. You don't want Jarvis not to be able to face the Steelers. You don't want Richard not to be able to face the Steelers. Uh, So, you know, they kind of have to just uh, keep their fingers crossed here. The other thing to remember, of course, is that the Jets rose up and beat the Rams last week, (laughs) right? Like they came out of nowhere and upset the Rams, but Part of that might have been they wanted to get that monkey off their back. Nobody wants to go 0-16. So they kind of got that monkey off their back. And, you know, will they be as motivated now that they did that? 
who knows? I mean, they got grief for winning a football game as it was, right? Uh, because they screwed up getting the number, potentially screwed up getting the number one overall pick. So it, it's going to be very interesting. But I still say Cleveland Browns win the football game. And I still think they're going to, uh, I still think they're going to clinch by tomorrow. I think the scenarios will set up for them to clinch a playoff spot tomorrow. It's really rare. And we're, we're recording this before we know the results of the Raiders Dolphins game too, which is one of those scenarios. Um, it's pretty rare when two weeks in a row, every single thing that you needed to have happen doesn't happen, right? Like what happened last week with the Browns, they got no help. It's a little rare in this league to not get any help two weeks in a row, but, but we'll see how all that plays out. There's two more things I want to get to real quick. We should talk about the defense, BJ Goodson missing two games. Oh, and one other point too, before we move on to that. A positive test would be really bad also because it would probably bleed into wild card weekend as well. So yeah. that's, that's something to keep in mind as, as we move forward here. Yes, um, so absolutely. That... <laughs> I mean, just because if people don't know the, this part of it, a positive, a player that tests positive has got to stay out for 10 days. Uh, and, and the rule, there are nuances to the rule, right. but basically in its simplest form, a positive test means 10 days. That's why BJ Goodson we know already that he's missing this game and he's missing the Steelers game. So that's what you don't want. You don't want a positive test by anybody uh, that is significantly going to impact your football game because like you said, they could miss the playoffs. Okay. So on the defensive side, um, Jacob Phillips out, of course, as well as BJ Goodson. Phillips might've been one of those guys that, that I know he's a rookie, so it would have been a big ask and he's missed time, but he maybe would have been one of those guys that could have worn the green sticker. Uh, the question here now, I guess, is could it be Malcolm Smith? Is Mac Wilson suddenly going to have that thing on the back of his helmet? I mean, this is a guy that would, was inactive last Sunday night. Um, they're in a little bit of a pinch there at linebacker. I don't think it would be Mac. I don't think you go from being benched to being that guy. Right. I think he's. I think he's got to dig himself out a little bit. It seemed to me that in addition to – uh, a per, you know, a performance-based benching that I don't know if there was something else. I mean, we, we just don't really sound, it didn't sound like it. It did sound like it. And we, you know, I really haven't, we haven't gotten to the bottom of that yet. And again, it's hard to get to the bottom of things uh, during when you're just on zoom, you know, like you can't really like right. walk up to a guy on zoom and ask somebody off to the <laughs> side, what, what the heck happened? Um, so it's been challenging this year to try to figure things out. But uh, so I don't think he that it would be him. Like you said, maybe a Malcolm Smith, somebody that is uh, a veteran player that that could handle a situation like that. We'll we'll see how that one's going to go. Okay, so last question here, and I think this is the question on everybody's mind. Um, and I know you're either going to write about this or you already have. Um, why is this game still being played? Well, yes, as you mentioned, I, I am going to be having a post up on that so people can kind of understand it. Um, but basically, it is determined that nobody else is a medical risk, that they feel like they've got it contained. They, they, did, they were able to do the contact tracing. There was only one player uh, that has tested positive, and then they removed the other uh, contacts in a way that they feel confident about this. And uh, there are other examples of, of games that have gone on this season in a situation like this. So, it, you know, it's a little bit hard to explain uh, because there are so many rules and protocols, uh, but in its simplest form, they just feel like everyone else is safe and they, they caught it in time to be able to play this game. 
if, if I'm understanding it correctly, it's, you know, when you make that comparison with the Ravens, yeah. it's, or there was an outbreak on the Ravens. Right. And it was not contained. Right. There's no outbreak with the Browns. There's just one guy who tested positive and a bunch of guys who are identified as close contacts. Absolutely. 100%. It's one positive test. Whereas with the Ravens, I can't remember how many, but it was like 23. It was a positive, lot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it was positive after positive after positive test. And therefore what happens is then there, then it fans out because if you have 23 positive tests, you've got to do a lot of contact tracing that, you know, that, that is a, a enormous undertaking, but the Browns were able to get the contact tracing done. This is all done in conjunction with the NFL, the NFLPA, and they feel like they have it contained. The game will be played. Yeah. And, and listen, Browns fans, if, if you're feeling like, Oh, I can't believe the NFL is doing, doing this to us. Just remember the Ravens after all that still had to play a game with RG three starting a quarterback. So yes. You know, it might it might feel like, oh, why was the NFL doing the Ravens a favor? They weren't. <laughs> they absolutely weren't. In that case, it's just a very different situation. Yeah. One more thing, Dan, and that is you guys, uh, some of the listeners may have seen that, you know, the, the receivers are upset. I mean, they are upset yeah. about this and they are tweeting out their feelings. Rashard Higgins say, is saying, you know, I don't have COVID. Uh, this stuff, you know, sucks. Uh, you've got Jarvis, Jarvis, Jarvis tweeted annoyed, I think, in all caps. Yeah, Jarvis, all caps, annoyed. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones tweeted something. Uh, so these guys are weighing in. They're upset and understandably so. Nobody wants to be getting ready to get on a plane to go play a football game where you can clinch the first playoff berth <laughs> in 18 years for the Cleveland Browns. And you're being told you have to stay home when you feel perfectly fine. You feel really, really good. But you know what? This is just the way that it is. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. I mean, look what happened to Des Bryant. He got yeah. pulled off the football field right before he was about to play his first game back in the NFL after, I think, two full years out. And he was going to go against his former team, the Cowboys. And he was so upset, he wanted to quit football after that. He wanted to quit football. So we get it that everybody gets how frustrating this has got to be for, for these players. It's got to be frustrating for the fans, but it is what it is. And it is actually quite remarkable that the NFL has been able to make it to, we are now in week. It's, it's called week 16, right. uh, game 15. We're getting to game 15 throughout the entire league. And, uh, and it's still going on. Yeah. I mean, we all knew weird stuff like this could happen or was going to happen. And it was just sort of the NFL and NFLPA have tried to figure all this out. You know, we're here and the Browns, like I said, they still have that little bit of wiggle room. If this does happen to come back and bite them against the jets. Okay. Uh, our emergency pod here in the books. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. If you're not subscribed, if you're catching this pod and you aren't subscribed to our feed, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, get subscribed because you would have gotten this right on your phone. You would have known it was there. You wouldn't have had to have stumbled across it on our, on our website or something like that. So uh, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Mary Kay, I guess I'll let you get back to work. <laughs> yeah, I still have a few things to do. All right, I'll talk to you Sunday. All right, take care.